Well, if you don't know what pleasures you, how can you tell your spouse mm. what's enjoyable? So if you to suck on my ears uh, and that is something that is not pleasurable to me um, and I don't communicate that to you, you're going to think that that's pleasurable, but I'm just going to be irritated by it. Mm. And that could shut my ecosystem down for that day because I'm not being erotic. So there are just different parts that you just really need to know what you like as a female, as a male, or what you may potentially like, and just kind of explore. You know, Tweets had a song where she said, I touch myself. I think it's important that we are in touch with ourselves. Just takes a little effort, we can work it out. These things go hand in hand, know what I'm talking about. Can we have one without the other, one without the other, yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. What's happening? You're back on the Strengthening Love and Sex podcast with Dr. Stacey Spencer and Coach Rhonda. Yeah, we're back in the house. And we hope that last week was uh, intriguing for you. I hope you did your homework and kept it spicy in the bedroom. And we're going to take it up a notch. We're going to continue to crank it up on this podcast. So if you are not over the age of 18, you need to get off now because we're going to have some grown folk conversations about how to keep the bum out of the bedroom. Hmm. Your bedroom should not be a boardroom. Nope. It should be the most exciting room in the house. So are y'all ready for this? Come on, put some fire in the chat. If you're ready to get it back, take it up to another notch. Let's keep it hot like fire. <laughs> so here we go. Um, tonight, I want to talk about raising your bed raising your bed you're going to get what i'm going to be talking about in just a second okay but i want to look at this familiar scripture in first corinthians chapter 7 where the apostle paul says this sexual drives are strong but marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balance and fulfilling sexual life and sexual disorder the marriage bed it says what babe must be a place of mutuality both of y'all need to agree on what goes on in that bed. The husband seeking to satisfy his wife. And the wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. Marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. Wow. What do we want to talk about tonight is raising the bed. So, babe, I was doing some thinking around marriage and what Paul talks about, the marriage bed, mm -hmm. being able to handle all the sexual desires. And for some reason, my country brain shifted to a plant bed. Do you know you from? She's from Louisville, y'all. She's from the city. Do you know what a plant? <laughs> do you know what a plant bed is? I know what a plant. Bed what is. is a plant bed? A plant bed is where you put <laughs> seeds in the bed. <laughs> Not an actual bed, but like your topsoil. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. I'm very proud of you. You've been with me long Just... enough. Um. So the seed bed my granddaddy raised tobacco that was the main industry in rural kentucky mm -hmm. and when it was time to plant tobacco he first had to plant the seedlings and the seedlings he put in a bed in the garden okay. and he put these beams of wood 
to frame the seedbed, and then he took a sheer-like sheet over top of the plants once he was done so that the birds and the animals and the bugs and stuff get in the seedbed and mess it up. Okay. Because that incubation stage was so necessary to get the plants where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And then after the seedlings grew, he would take those out and plant on the field. Okay. Got it? Yes. And so I was thinking how analogous it is to marriage that this the bed is very important for the cultivation of your relationship. Correct. And in order to protect it from pests, it's the sheets <laughs> that, mm. that cover the couple, but there's some nurture that is necessary under the sheets to save the marriage. Okay. And so see where you're going. the marriage bed must be raised. And here's another thing. When you talk about a raised bed, mm-hmm. you raise the bed to keep it from flooding. When water comes, you don't want it to flood. Okay. Or to keep pesky animals out of you, raise it up. And so tonight, what we want to do is to help you raise your marriage. Okay. Oh, did you like how I did I like that? it. Let's raise the bed, <laughs> We live in a world with so much sexual disorder that oftentimes our beds are messed up. Control the nurture of our own erotic desires. We've allowed other people's thoughts and our own shame to prevent growth. The Apostle Paul said that our beds are able to handle all strong sexual desires. When you hear that, what what comes to mind? What resonates in your heart when you hear the Apostle Paul say that our beds are able to handle strong sexual desires? Meaning that between a couple, as long as the couple decides on what they're going to do Hmm. in the marriage bed that is that is there yeah their decision and oftentimes we withhold those desires because we've been raised to think a certain way and we may feel that our spouses are not open to accept what we want to bring to the bed Hmm. Could you agree with that? I agree. And a lot of times our bedrooms are boring rooms because we've been doing the same thing for the last several years in our marriages. Missionary, the lights off, and grandma towel when you're done. (laughs) Making love in the dark. Same old stuff. Vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. Oh, yeah. When actually the marriage bed is able to handle our desires. In her book, Book Science for Sexual Happiness, Caffendy says that there are three ways to nurture the erotic in our marriage. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready to raise the bed? Are you ready to raise up the expectations in your bedroom and staying in a boardroom? Here we go. So the first thing you need to do is observe the garden that is your current ship and erotic ecosystem. Hmm. So when you think about ecosystem, babe, what we know an ecosystem is involves the soil and the the rain and the water and the sunlight uh and you know further and all the things that come with raising up a garden but when you think about an erotic ecosystem what is some of that that is part of that what is it what's part of the ecosystem well being that when i'm thinking about an ecosystem i'm thinking about how comp comprehensive it is. Mm-hmm. And so how each part plays a very vital part in the production of the next part. Yep. And so we want to parallel it to the bedroom or to the bed. 
we can think about, okay, bring some eroticism into the bedroom, uh, spicing it up a little bit, um, having more foreplay, uh, bringing in um, some things that, you know, toys possibly, mm-hmm. um, just just changing it up a bit. Yeah. The, you know, to add to that, I think part of the ecosystem is people's backgrounds. Okay. Right. It's their religious upbringing. It's what's going on in society. That's probably the soil. It's yeah. It's what has happened in their relationship. Has mm-hmm. there been any infidelity? Has there been any trauma? Um, are their bodies changing? There's a lot that goes into that ecosystem. And so we have to explore the ecosystem as we talk about raising the bed because there's so many factors that play into a healthy sex life. What were you taught about sex? Mm-hmm. What are your current sexual desires and fantasies that you can safely cultivate with your spouse? Your marriage bed can handle your sexual needs. You both must be open, though, to nurture seedlings that are your desire and needs that have been neglected through shame. For example, babe, Paul talks about that the man's attention should be to satisfy his wife's sexual needs and the woman's attention should be to satisfy her husband's sexual needs. From a woman's point of view, what are some of the sexual needs that a man needs to pay attention to in his wife? Some of the sexual needs I would think that you would need a man needs to pay attention to in his wife or those sexual cues, like when they are in the act, if, you know, the the strokes, the the rhythm, the talking, the caressing, uh, those cues, the verbal and the nonverbal cues mm-hmm. that a husband really needs to pay attention to with his and wife. A woman is much more complex when oh, it absolutely. comes to pleasure. Uh, she requires, like you said, touch everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, as men, we're kind of a one-track mind. We want to go straight for the clitoris or straight for the breast. But there's the neck, there's the earlobes, there's the scalp, there's the feet. There's All the hands, there's the back, there's the buttocks, there's the inner thigh. But remember <laughs> what turned her on last possibly year. last week. <laughs> May not turn her on this week. So you just have to keep it, keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And for men, I could say our sexual needs were, were a little bit more simple. First of all, we like a woman to initiate. When a woman initiates and starts it up, oh my God, that's everything for us. We like oh my God, she wants me. My wife wants me. She, you know, when you jump our bones and you come in with some lingerie and you initiate that thing, oh, that's awesome. And then, you know, the kissing and the touching, uh, the affirmation and the, and making sure you give the penis plenty of attention um, orally with the hand. So we have to make sure we, we cultivate those needs. But again, there's an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. How are you raised? What's your thought about sexuality? How does your religion play into it? And what about your family background? Your personal history. When was the first time you had sex? Was it pleasurable or traumatic? What were the sexual values that were handed down to you by your parents? What does your religion say about your sexuality? One of the things I remember my grandfather doing during the planting process of planting those tobacco plants is that he had to break off suckers. And suckers were little flowers that grew budded out of the plant but they serve no purpose. And, and as a matter of fact, if you didn't break off the sucker, it would drain the nutrients from the plant as it was growing. And I think in a lot of marriages, we have some suckers. Okay. Things that suck 
the the passion and the pleasure out of our relationship and i think those suckers you can give me some i think one sucker might be shame you know shame about your body you know mm -hmm. shame about you know can good girls do this or can good girls do that and it's stuff that you were mistaught and those suckers have to be taken off because we want some sucking in our relationship but not from things that are sucking out the good stuff <laughs> yeah, and I think another sucker could be lack of information, um, of not really knowing what is going on with your body or mm -hmm. how to explain something. Let's say if you are of age and you're starting to go through the change mm -hmm. and you really are not really familiar with everything that's going on, then that could be a potential sucker, I yeah, would think. Yeah, stress. Definitely stress. Um, trauma, unforgiveness. Um, busyness, fatigue, mm. those are all suckers. And you want your marriage to be sucker free. Sucker free. <laughs> but on the opposite side of sucking, uh, I saw something from a sexologist called Dr. Tara, and she said there's, there's a sex game that you can play in your bedroom, and it's called SLS, the same as our, our, our marriage uh, ministry. SLS, strengthening love and sex. SLS can also stand for, you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> It can stand for squeeze, lick, or suck. Squeeze, lick, or suck. What in the world? So here's what you do. You and your spouse, y'all write down your body parts on a piece of paper, at least 10 body parts. You put them in a big bowl, you mix them up. And then you take turns drawing out a body part. And when you draw the body part, I might give Rhonda a body part that says, um, my chest. <laughs> I'm gonna play it safe, and I'll and she's gonna ask me, "All right, baby, what do you want me to do? You want me to squeeze it, lick it, or suck it?" And I probably would say, since I'm just getting warmed up, I probably just say, "Lick it." You know what I mean? Later on, I want you to suck it, but just lick it right now. But that this is a, this is a game that you could play to spice up the bedroom because we get so routine and rudimentary that sometimes we. We get tired of the same old, who wants to eat chicken every night for dinner? I want some fish or some spaghetti or something. Mix it up. Well, what if you like chicken every night, though? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something else as part of the ecosystem. Talk about that. Something else is part of the ecosystem is your inborn tendencies. Mm -hmm. So these are things that you are naturally attracted to. Um, there are different strokes, like for different folks. Some people, some men are booty men. Uh, some. Some are breasts, yeah. uh, some are hair. Uh, it just really depends. Some of us like it soft, some like it rough. Um, we have to be self-aware of our tastes and be able to communicate what we want without attaching any type of shame to it. So what are you, a booty or a breast? <laughs> what, do you, what do you find attractive in me? Honey, what? So much I find attractive. We'll talk about it. Your lips. Uh huh. The better to kiss you with, my dear. Your head. The better to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. also part of the ecosystem is the human communities we live in. Do y'all have couple friends that you can talk about sex with? I mean, just candidly have conversations about. Um, what do y'all think about this? What do you think about that? Or do you have a square community? <laughs> where you can't talk about anything because everybody's so rigid and uh, and frigid. 
you got to have a tribe. That's why we said Eden Circle, right? Because we recognize that there are a lot of Christian people out there who love God and love sex, and they don't have a lot of people that they can talk to about it. But in Eden Circle, we have about 22 married couples that we talk to and we coach through um, how to be more erotic, how to pursue pleasure uh, in the boundaries of being Christians. I believe there's so much more freedom, but we got to be able to talk about it. So you need uh, a community of people. Notice what erotic pleasure in small and large ways, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. How important is it for people, for couples to tap into what pleasures them? Well, if you don't know what pleasures you, how can you tell your spouse Mm. what's enjoyable? So if you to suck on my ears, uh, and that is something that is not pleasurable to me, um, and I don't communicate that to you, you're going to think that that's pleasurable, but I'm just going to be irritated by it. And that could shut my ecosystem down for that day because I'm not being erotic. So there are just different parts that you just really need to know what you like as a female, as a male, or what you may potentially like, and just kind of explore. You know, Tweets had a song where she said, I touch myself. I think it's important that we are in touch with ourselves. Uh, it's not taboo. It's not sinful for you to self-pleasure. Um, to You can think about your spouse. If you're afraid to you think about other things, think, pull a picture out of your spouse on the picture they sent you, uh, you know, on the phone uh, or a video that y'all might have made together. But identify what feels good to you mm-hmm. on your own body so you can relate that to your spouse. Y'all ready for number two? Number so the first thing was we got to absorb observe our ecosystem, observe the garden that is current, your current relationship and your eco and your erotic ecosystem. And then the second thing is that you have to pull weeds of negative thoughts. Huh. huh. You got to pay attention to the negative thoughts that pop up when you are thinking erotic thoughts, such as body shame, shame around having an orgasm or not being able to orgasm. Notice the shame around using or not using sex toys. These are things that pop up in your head, right? Have you ever had that experience, babe, where you know we were making love, getting ready to make love, and 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 some thoughts jumped in, or you you were even thinking like, mm, I like to try this, and then you, and then something inside is like, no, don't say nothing. Have you ever had those moments where those thoughts popped up? Mm, I possibly have, and then I probably have had also uh, thoughts jump in my head on not being fully a present like if i had something else to do mm-hmm. that probably would have robbed us of our time you got to notice the shame around these thoughts that pop up in your head and it's not so much the act the erotic act itself of using ways or having fantasies it's not the act itself it is the shame associated with it do you remember adam and eve when they when god created them they were naked and without shame correct and then they went against God's rule, one rule he had, one rule, uh-huh. don't eat from that tree. Y'all can have anything you want, just don't eat from that tree. They right. decided they were going to eat from the forbidden tree. And all of a sudden they were conscious uh-huh. they were aware. that they were naked. And when God came in the garden looking for them, they hid themselves. And God says, where are you, Adam? And Adam says, we hid because we were naked. And God asked a very profound question. Who told you you were naked? And that's what we got to ask ourselves, right? Uh-huh. Who told us that being naked was wrong? Who told, told us that sex toys was Who told us that oral sex was wrong? Who told us that walking around your own house naked without a robe on 
who told us it was wrong? Somewhere along the way, we have attached shame to the things that God did not want us to attach shame to because of some kind of transgression in the past. They tried to cover themselves with leaves. We've tried to cover up something that God meant for us to be comfortable with. And we're missing out on the beautiful nakedness of our bodies because of the shame we carry from previous mess ups. What else do we struggle with? Something else we struggle with is self-judgment. Um, liking sex or enjoying oral sex or having sexual fantasies. Some people may think that it's wrong, but what makes it wrong? Just because you're having a thought and you express that thought with your spouse, uh, it should not carry any shame at all. Um, we carry voices of shame in our heads as a result of going outside of what God's intended. And we have to rescue our nakedness and our eroticism. Talk about that. How do we how do we rescue our nakedness and our eroticism? One, we have to be self-aware. Mm -hmm. I think being self-aware and knowing that, okay, hey, let's have this honest conversation on let's try a different position tonight. And we're just talking about it. And it may not happen, but we're at least discussing it. So we're taking the sting of shame of the one person thinking, oh, well, I, what I'm doing is not good or fulfilling, then that's why you need to continue to have those honest dialogues and where you're finding yourself self-aware. Yeah, I saw, uh, there's another game I saw that can do and by Kathy Jeffers, and it said that you can have an interview with your spouse. Okay. And you interview your spouse uh, about um, things that are on their bucket list. Okay. They want to do that you haven't done yet. And what I found interesting about it is that she said to ask questions like, give me an example of, of, a, of, a, of a fantasy that somebody might have or that you might have that you feel safe sharing. This is going to be interesting, y'all. <laughs> Making love in the rain outside. All right. What intrigues you about making love in the rain outside? One, I don't like to get wet in my clothes if it's raining. So that's going to require some stretching. So you want to stretch yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, what feeling do you think you're going to have when you're making love in the rain? It's going to be exciting. It's daring. Uh, a little tail. So, what's the smell that you're gonna experience making love in the rain? Well, hopefully, it's warm and it's the summertime. Um, so I may be smelling, of course, the earthy smell with the rain. Maybe some flowers. You're hearing some different little animals. Well, not animals, like birds tweeting. The sun is shining. Well, the sun is not shining. So, what's the sensation? going to feel like with the rain hitting your naked body well, that goes with it's all over my body so it's like i'm all over my body <laughs> you want the rain hits all over your body yes, you're so, silly. <laughs> <laughs> so you see how we did that so imagine doing that in your bedroom right going through your lists sharing your fantasies or your desires and the only question you can't ask is why mm. why do you think that is <laughs> I just did it because it, it it makes a person feel like you're judging them. Why you why you want to do that? And all of a sudden you shut down like, man, I just want to get the thought out. They don't shut me down. Don't ask why. You can ask what, when, where, but don't ask why. 
Also, we need to take captive negative thoughts about our body. You need to get in front of the mirror and look at each body part and say, I love this. I love that. I love my lips. I love my hips. I love my breasts. I love my penis size. I love my breast size. You know, we have to fall in love with our bodies and speak positive affirmations over our bodies. Um, and so some of the things that bring shame, access or lack of access to an orgasm, don't shame yourself over that. It's okay if you haven't had one, but you and your spouse can learn how to have one together, you know, by exploring your body, different body parts, different positions. You got to pull those weeds. How, babe? You got to pull the weeds by gently observing your negative self-judgments and releasing them with loving kindness, refocusing on what is positive and pleasurable now. That's right. The last thing we want to share with y'all tonight is this. You got to plant more joyful and pleasurable erotic experiences in your relationship. So we observe, we pulled up weeds. Now it's time to plant. Mm. Got to plant more pleasurable, erotic experiences in your relationship. Make a list of sexual desires that you've yet to experience and, and do that interview we talked about. Make a, uh, one author said, make a lust list. Um, make mm. a list of things that you have not done and would like to do. This is, we've done this before. We were talk, talked about things we want to do. And it's one of the most liberating, uh, titillating experiences is sitting in the bathtub with my wife and like, what if we tried this? What if we did this? What have you ever thought about this? And it was just, it was free. It was liberating for me as a husband because I was able to say the stuff in my head without my wife hitting me upside my head <laughs> and to hear her heart and to hear what's in her mind, it turned me on because I didn't know she was thinking all those things. And we, we were able to talk through it. And it was, when we got out the tub, it was on like popcorn. Um, talk about this next one. We don't like popcorn. Yeah, I don't like popcorn. Uh, so we have to make sure that after we have talked about some things, some fantasies, or even discussed some different things, that we are on you know, on the same yeah. level there. So we can, we can plant things like lettuce seeds uh, that make food um, in, weeks. in weeks or an apple seed that takes many years to be, to be even tree to even fruit itself. So both the fast growing and the slow growing foods are pleasurable and beautiful, but we have to make sure that we're cultivating both. Yeah. And so a fast lettuce, for example, lettuce might be trying a new position. Okay. Apple seed, something that takes a little longer is like helping somebody overcome religious miseducation around oral sex. Or even working through some past sexual trauma. That part. Yeah. So or betrayal. Right. You know, but it it takes a while to win back trust. So if there's been some betrayal in a relationship, you got to plant seeds and water those seeds and, and don't expect it to come up overnight. It didn't happen overnight and it's not going to get changed overnight. So you're going to have to cultivate. And the best thing to do is to be consistent, uh -huh. to show the fruits of repentance to your spouse that you can be trusted. And the more you do that, that seed begins to unfold slowly. And over time, you'll get that tree but it's going to take some time. Um, so plant more joyful and pleasurable erotic practices and culty rich abiding erotic relationship with guidance from this podcast or my book, Naked Unashamed. Look, we've got a book on all of this stuff, right? 
y'all need to go get this book. This book is called Naked and Unashamed. It's on Amazon. And Rhonda and I wrote this years ago, but it's just as relevant today as it was then. And it teaches you all those things that you can do to bring some fire in your bedroom, to take the shame away from your marriage. God wants you to enjoy so, so much more. So, babies, anything else you can think of that you want to share about making sure your bedroom is not a boring room? No, the only thing that I want to share is that you both have to determine together safe for your relationship mm -hmm. because what you are thinking or doing today may be something totally different that will take place next week next month depending on our bodies are aging how liberated you're feeling at the time whatever is going on in your life substantially whether it's with your own husband or children outside but you have to make sure that you and your husband decide what you're going to do in your own bedroom and then if it is a vanilla list that's okay write up the list then write another chocolate list and <laughs> throw a chocolate in with the vanilla every now and again to mix it up yes sir i like swirls let's, <laughs> let's do a swirl a chocolate and vanilla but yeah, yeah i love that it's it's baby you know i just believe that there's so much freedom available for people who want to enjoy sex as a couple. Oh, yes. And we have to stop being so square and so plain um, and don't allow religious miseducation to rob you freedom that God wants you to have. Paul says the marriage bid is undefiled. He says that the marriage bid can handle your desires. And so you just have to get together as a couple and talk about what works for us, mm -hmm. what's safe for us, what are we good with? And as long as you have healthy boundaries Absolutely. and good communication and some courageousness to experiment, to go make love in the rain or whatever it is, you're going to have the time of your life and your bedroom will be fire. So we hope that tonight we help you take some boredom out of your bedroom, gave you mm -hmm. some tools to take it to the next level, to raise the standard in your bedroom to raise the level of expectation um ladies be a f-r-e-e-a be whatever you need to be to be to get some excitement <laughs> men do something different um don't do the same stuff romance each other the same stuff y'all did to get each other is the same oh, stuff you're gonna right. have to do to keep each other you got to keep it fresh keep it exciting keep it spicy listen we appreciate you guys being on this podcast listen if you have not subscribed yet to dr stacy l spencer's youtube channel do that tonight subscribe and please share this podcast with all of your married friends right at the bottom of the screen where it says share you got the option to copy that link and text every married person you know and say please check this out this uh this is really good this is talking about how to take the boredom out of your bedroom and then they also can go to the podcast platforms okay. uh to spotify apple google um and and subscribe there to the strengthening of and sex podcast we are super excited about you guys that are, that are tuning in tonight uh or tuning in sometimes this week and when you stumble across this, please try it out and so bring some fire into that bedroom. We're getting ready to go put some of this stuff into practice because I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Uh, nights like this, I wish that it would rain. <laughs> <laughs>
But listen, we're getting ready to go. I appreciate you guys being on. And until next time, continue to strengthen love and safe relationships because God wants you to do that. Hey, raise it up. Raise it up. See y'all later. Peace. Say